0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. It's Wednesday the 23rd of November and today is another match day recap from the World Cup where we take a look at the top point scorers for the day, any key talking points from the games, and then we'll just preview tomorrow's fixtures, looking at who the best players to target might be. Um, and then I'll just do a quick update on how my team's getting on. So we'll start with Morocco versus Croatia, which finished 0 0. So he had the clean sheet points go around here. Um, Lovren got the star man in this game. I can't imagine many people would have had him in their team. Um, but I know that uh, Sosa was fairly popular. He got 8 points and a 7.1 rating. Um, and Modric was quite unlucky, he got 6.9. Um, also Gavardiol who I tipped in the last video he actually finished with a 6.9 rating as well so really close to getting that 7 but just not quite there so he got a, a 5 in total um, Perisic was a player that I had in a couple of my teams and he really did nothing in this game he got 6.6 rating um, had one sort of pop shot early on and I had to look at the stats as well and he only managed one cross so not very involved at all and I thought he'd be pretty good in that more advanced role but really did nothing in this game. Um, but um, Hakimi uh, for the other side, Morocco, um, he, he looked quite good in this game. Um, he had quite a good shot from long distance where they sort of laid off a free kick um, and for Morocco he had the most touches and put two crosses in but Probably still not someone that I'm going to target going forward. But as you can see from an attacking point of view, there wasn't really much going on in this game, point scorer wise. Um, Modric, I put down in the notes that he was taking all the set pieces, corners. Uh, I knew he was the main set piece taker and the penalty taker. I did think that possibly uh, Perisic would be taking some corners as well, but it was pretty much all Modric. Then we move on to the uh, Germany Japan game, and this was a massive upset. So um, Germany were 1-0 up at quite early on with a Gundogan penalty, and he actually went to get a star man in this game, so um, 13 points for him. He actually also hit the post as well, so quite attacking considering he was sort of playing as one of two um, holding defensive midfielders, but at 4.5 million could still be a fairly good option, uh, potentially when they play um, Costa Rica, but you'll see uh, later on in the video I'm, just, I'm not really fancy him against uh, Spain because they looked really good. Um, but yeah, hit the post and 4.5 million. He could be a good one to target for the Costa Rica game, but we'll wait and see. I um, only watched the highlights for this one, but I thought Germany were looking pretty good up until about the 70, uh, 70th minute. Um, and then Japan well, made sort of two well, made quite a lot of changes, but two of the changes that they brought on went on to score in the 75th and 83rd minute, which was uh, Asano that used to play for Arsenal. Um, he got the winner um, and a massive upset, really. So that's... Uh, Going to be quite damaging to Germany, really, because they play Spain in the next game. Who looked really good in their in their game against Costa Rica. And I was just thinking, if Japan end up beating Costa Rica and Germany can't beat Spain, um, yeah, they're not going to have much chance of getting through the group. Which seems crazy, really, in a in a group with Germany and Spain. But yeah, that's the way it's gone. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not really sure where it went wrong for Germany, really. Um, I did see Rudiger showboating a bit earlier in the game, so maybe they got a little bit complacent. But overall, in, from what I saw from the highlights, they did look fairly good. But yes, ja- Japan managed to turn that one around and bad bad result for Germany. The only other real point scorers to show was um, had Raum, uh, who won the penalty. So he got um, four points because he got seven rating as well. Um, but other than that, it was Serge Gnabry that got three points for a seven rating and Kimmich that got a seven rating. Um, but other than that, um, Miss- Missalia, um he got a 6.2 rating. I know he was fairly popular. And they did start with Havertz up front as well, but he didn't manage to get on the score sheet. Then I'll quickly just share the um, how they lined up if you didn't get to see the game or hadn't seen it so far. Um, yeah, you had Serge Gnabry on the right. Um, Salia on the left and um, Muller in uh, the centre attack and midfield role and then Havertz up front uh, one thing to note though I was sort of saying I wasn't sure whether uh, Nabri or Sane would have been a better option on the wings but actually I heard that Sane was um, slightly injured and you could probably tell because they made quite a lot of changes and Sane didn't come on at all so yeah I'm not sure you have to keep an eye out if he's going to be in the next games then on to the Spain-Costa Rica game, and God, Spain looked really, really good in this. So 7-0, um, actually saw a, a clip of Gary Neville before the game saying he didn't think that um, Spain really had any goal scorers in the side. So he kind of got proved wrong here with this 7-0. Um, so you had Olmo got a goal and an assist. It's going to take a while to get through these, but um, I'll, yeah, I'll start with Olmo. So Olmo got the star man, he got a goal and an assist. Um, he looked really good in this game. Um, you had Julie Alba, though. Um, he got, he got an assist for one of the, one of the early goals, um, and he also got the two points. It doesn't show as an assist there on the ratings, but he got an assist for the uh, penalty win as well, which was put away by um, Ferran Torres. Um, so he scored from the penalty spot and grabbed another goal. He had Morata, who didn't start. He got a goal and an assist from coming on. Um, he had Gav- Gavi, I think it is, in midfield. Um, so he scored a goal, um, and he's only three million. And I think that could be quite a bargain. He actually he scored a goal and then he was unlucky not to get an assist because he sort of chipped a ball through and it hit a defender. Um, so that doesn't count as his assist. Um, but it was quite unlucky because it was quite clearly intended for him. Um, you had Soler who got a goal. Asensio got a goal. And he was playing as a, like a, a false nine. So they're bringing back that um, old false nine that they've been doing quite a while. I remember when Fabregas done that in one of the other previous World Cups. Um, so he was, yeah, he was playing false nine. We expected Murata would probably start a striker, or at least I did. But it looks like Asensio will probably do that again. Um, and nothing that's quite strange. You had um, you had Rodri start at centre back, um, which I wasn't expecting. they had quite a few good centre back options. Um, but they started with Laporte and uh, Rodri at centre back. They managed to clean sheet, so no complaints. And then you had Azpilicueta actually that started at right back as well. And I think I heard in the pre-match that that was because Carvajal. They said he had some. He was some sort of flu or cold, and apparently the uh, the manager blamed the aircon. Um, but yeah, Aspicueta started at right back, and obviously he got eight points for the clean sheet and a seven rating. But I think that's just about covered all the main point scorers. But yeah, it was that Gavi that I highlighted. If you were looking for a sort of cheaper option at three million, I mean, I've got I've gone with Hoiberg, which didn't quite work out. Um, and some of those other 3 million slots that are a bit cheaper haven't really worked so far so Gavi if he's going to be in a team that's scoring quite a lot of goals or quite attacking um, he could be a quite good option there one other thing that surprised me as well so um, I was kind of thinking the the wingers um, I'll move on to how they lined up actually Um, but I was kind of expecting the wingers could potentially be um, either Ansu Fati or uh, Sarabia but neither of them Neither of them started, and neither of them come on either. They um, had quite a lot of options, and neither of the two came on. So it was Olmo from the left, Asensio was like a false nine, and Ferran Torres on the right. So quite surprising, but done really well. So I, I imagine they'll probably line up fairly similar. Then you had the Belgium-Canada game. Um, so it finished 1-0 to Belgium. Um, but Thibaut, uh, Thibaut Courtois got the uh, star man in this one, and he saved the penalty from Alphonso Davis. Um Made some really good saves in this game, actually. And... Canada really did give Belgium a good game in this. Um, so yeah, they're not, not probably not going to be someone to target actually because they did look fairly good. If they'd have put some of their chances away, it could have been a different game. Um, but yeah, surprising really. It's quite a ageing side really. Um, Vatonian and Alderweld still playing at centre back, but um, Alderweld got an assist. It was literally a route one ball straight through to Batchwi. Um, who he actually tipped at 3 million was a good option with Lukaku out injured. So good to see him get on the score sheet. I didn't take a punt on him myself, so a little bit gutted there, but I can't can't put everyone on a tip. And then 8 points, so he got 8 points and a 7.2. Kevin De Bruyne, I thought, seemed pretty quiet, but um, he managed to get the 7 rating anyway. I don't think it was so much that he was quiet, it was just the the players around him really weren't getting on anything. Um, Eden Hazard played. we thought he'd start, but actually he hadn't played much in the league, and he only went on to play sort of sixty-ish minutes. So, yeah, probably not worth bringing him in your team because it just limits how much, uh, how many points they're going to score. Um, and then Mounier, I thought would would have started at um, wing back. I'll move on to the uh, starting lineup again for this for this team. Um, but yeah, they had Carrasco and Castane as the. Um, as the wing backs. The predicted lineup that Who Scored had was Carrasco and Mounier, but Costane started on one. But Mounier come on anyway, so still got the uh, clean sheet points. And then one thing, um one thing I did know, actually, I'll just quickly go back a slide, but um Den Donka here um showing that he only got three points, even though that Belgium did get the um, did get the clean sheet. But I think this I saw someone say on Twitter that this was happening, I think it happened with um, Dumfries and Blind earlier on in, in the World Cup. Um, I think it's because who scored have them down as a midfielder, but the Sun Dream Team game has him as a defender. But it will get resolved, um, and I imagine he'll get what eight points in total by the end of the end of the day, or maybe tomorrow. Right, and then we'll just move on to the, the uh, teams to target tomorrow, the matches that are going to be played tomorrow. So you've got Switzerland, Cameroon, Uruguay versus Korea, Portugal versus Ghana, and Brazil versus Serbia. So quite looking forward to seeing what um, what Brazil produce now. Um, but we'll start with the Switzerland game. So I've put both lineups here. Uh, this is just a who scored predicted lineup. Um, so Swi- Switzerland, um, I quite expect them to be the favourites in this game, but um, I do think it'll be quite close. I was looking at some of their previous results for Cameroon, and they have been fairly good recently. Um, Mbolo looks quite a good option up front if you're looking for someone a bit cheaper. He's 3.5 million. He's got seven goals and two assists in League One. Um, so it could be a, a fairly cheap option for you if you're looking for like a third striker to fit in your team um quite surprised to see shakri still in the team he seems like he's been in that squad for ages he's playing in the mls at the minute um and he got seven goals and six assists um but they are sort of i think they're at the end of their season it was over across quite a lot of games but um he's a good set piece taker uh he used to be on everything so he has got that in his locker, but I'm not sure I'd really go there. But Rodriguez, at left-back, um, I've seen a lot of people saying, and I did have a look through to sort of verify it as well, and he's their penalty taker. So at 3 million in the defence, I think most of their defenders were 3 million. So if you are looking to put one of their defenders in, it makes sense to really bring him in, because there's been quite a lot of penalties so far in the World Cup. So to get a penalty taker at 3 million it's a really good option. Um, like I said, I normally do only put... Um, the preview of sort of one team um, who I think is going to be the favourite uh, might change when it's like Spain versus Germany or the knockout stages. But for this this game here, Switzerland Cameroon, it's quite a lot of um, sort of Premier League or well known players in this Cameroon um, predicted lineup with Mbuemo, you got Moteng, uh, Toko and and Onana, I think he's the one that used to be in golf. I'm not sure if he's moved, but he was in golf for Ajax as well. But um, I highlighted Chippa has got uh, six goals and two assists this season. Um, but the only thing I did see on who scored, they do a little preview on there. And it said that Cameroon had lost their last six World Cup games. Um, and they finished bottom of their group in the last two World Cups. So, uh, yeah, if history is anything to go by, uh, Switzerland should be able to do a job on them. Then you've got Uruguay versus South Korea. Um, so I've highlighted Darwin Nunes, so he's £5 million. Um, And I think I said in one of my earlier videos when I um, was doing the best players and teams to target, um, he actually hasn't played that much for uh, Uruguay. He was at the sort of youth level, but um, he hasn't played for the main team that regularly. But he's been really dangerous for Liverpool, and I think that he'll be quite a good option to target at £5 million. Um, And then i have got Luis Suarez still up front, so uh, yeah, those two are going to be quite a quite a pair. Um He's got eight goals in qualifying so far. So he could still be an option, but I don't think he's quite as good as he used to be. And then you've got Valverde as well. Um, I said that I'm not really sure um, how attacking he'll be. Obviously, for Real Madrid, he does pretty well. So he's got nine goals for Real Madrid this season. I think he's only got four uh, goals for Uruguay at international level. But... Um, it's quite a defensive midfield with Bentancur, Torreira and Valverde. So maybe he might get a bit more licence to get forward. Um, so he could be a fairly good option. But I do think £4.5 million is probably a bit expensive. You can get like Bruno Fernandes, I think, for the same price. So I'd, I probably won't be put, bringing him into my team. But he has scored a fair amount of goals. So it could be someone to consider. Um, and then from, from Korea, the only um, the only guys that I would really highlight. But I do think that Uruguay should win this game. Um, you've got Son from Spurs and you've got um, Huang Hee Chan from Wolves as well um, if you do fancy the upset there's been a few of those so maybe you might want to take a risk but yeah I'm fancying Uruguay for this one and then on to Portugal um, so again this is their um, who scored predicted lineup. and um, there's a few few bits that I think might be a bit questionable here but um, yeah they've got well, Bruno Fernandes, I think he's probably going to be the best person to target, in my opinion. Uh, £4.5 um, I just think that's quite a underpriced player, really. Um, like Valverde is that price. And there's been a few £5 million players that I was surprised by. But, um, yeah, I think he'd be underpriced. And two goals in his last warm-up game as well. And I think his form's been a bit better for Man United recently. So I think I'd target him. You have obviously got Ronaldo, so £7 million, And he's always going to be a, a great option for goal-scoring. Um, don't worry about the not pressing nonsense. Um, yeah, he's all good. Um, but just the only thing to think about is whether or not his head would be alright after this um, recent sacking and the interview and everything. But personally, I would still back him as a uh, good option to score goals in this tournament. And then you've got... Um, I've put down Diego Delo. But um, he's one of the ones that I'm quite surprised at, actually. Because um, I would have thought he would have started, but... They've got Mendes at left back and Cancelo at right back in this Who scored predicted lineup. So obviously wait till the lineups come out and you can decide then. No point making the change earlier, I don't think. Um, but yeah, he's had a great season at United so far, and the Who scored um, ratings have really favoured him. So I think I think he would be a good option if he does start. And then um, I'm not actually familiar with him. So this uh, on this left wing, they've got predicted lineup. They've got Liao. Um, I don't know much about him, but I had a little look, look on who scored, and he's got seven goals and six assists for AC Milan this season, so it could be quite dangerous, but he's 4.5 million again, so yeah, don't know how how much value for money that would be, but I'd probably go for Bruno Fernandes myself. And then on to the Brazil game, which is one that um, I think most people have been looking forward to. Um, especially with some, quite a lot of the big teams looking a little bit weaker um, than we probably expected, like Germany and Argentina. Um, Brazil probably were my favourites to win. I think I did a predictor and I had France and Brazil to get to the final, um, which could still still be the case. But um, obviously Neymar, you've got to be looking to target him really at 7 million. I've been doing a tactic where I sort of rotate my premium strikers. So I did Harry Kane out for Mbappe. Um, I'm going to do Messi for Neymar. Um, That's how I'm trying to target my transfers at the moment. But he's got 13 goals and 11 assists for PSG this season. Um, And in the sort of recent friendlies for Brazil, um, he's had four goals and one assist in four games. So pretty good return from him. And I think he's probably going to be the best one to target. Um, Looking at the back line, though, um, I thought Militao was a really good centre-back. But it does seem every sort of preview I see it's saying Thiago Silva and Marquinhos... Um, and they're both 5.5 million so really quite expensive probably the most expensive um, centre backs in the game I'd imagine um, but no doubt they'll probably score really well especially if they go deep into the knockouts it could be worth sticking with them sticking with them nice and early but their group is a little bit tough so yeah I'm not sure I'll go there straight away I'd be looking more at their, um, their full backs um, so they've got Danilo and Sandro showing on this predicted lineup, um, and then uh, I think I think Sandro's 4 million, but I've highlighted Telez and Danilo were both 3.5. So if you can get one of those 3.5 fullbacks for Brazil, I think that's a really good value. Um, I imagine they'll be quite attacking as well. And then something i highlighted in a more um, recent video is that having a 5.5 slot, I think it's quite handy. So uh, I think it was Letaro Martinez was 5.5. But if you have got that slot, it's quite good that you can bring in either Richarlison, who they think are going to start, um, or Gabriel Jesus, who could be his competition. Um, but Richarlison's got three goals in his last two games for Brazil. Um, but another, just another part is that he has only just come back from injury. I think he's played like one game since coming back for Spurs. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure who they who they'll go with. But whoever's up front for Brazil, it's going to be a pretty good option. And then Paqueta, so you'll see a bit later, I've got him in a couple of my teams. Um, he started the last six games for Brazil. In each game, he has been subbed. He's got quite a, um, quite a good record for returns um, for Brazil, but when I did look into it, he's been subbed every game that he's played. So they stick with him and he's likely to start, but yeah, I imagine around that sort of 60 70th minute, he'll probably go off. Um, and then the only one I'm quite surprised about in this predicted lineup who's not on there is um Vinicius Jr. um he's not in the predicted lineup there I probably would have thought he'd be in that Rafinha spot but he's got 10 goals and four assists this season he's 6 million and he's 20% um selected uh, 27% selected on Dream Team so there's going to be a lot of people unhappy to use a transfer if this predicted lineup is correct but I have a feeling he'll start unless there's some sort of injury that I don't know about Then just moving on to my um, team update then. So um, this is uh, just the team that I'm putting in all the vlogs. So I'm doing the full five teams. um, But I'm just going to keep showing you this one on my daily updates. Um, So 17 points for the day. uh, 63 points in total. Um, I've only used four transfers so far with this team. And today's transfers, I used two. So I brought in, um, once I saw the lineups, I took out um, Emi Martinez and Molina from Argentina. Um, obviously that didn't go well for them earlier Um, and then i brought in alba the uh, left back for spain and simon the goalkeeper Um, so he got five points which i was fairly pleased with i think he got a high six rating so didn't get the seven but we'll take it Um, and then alba was really good so he got um well the the points for two assists the rating and the clean sheet points so 12 points is a really good return from a defender um, so yeah happy with those obviously Shaw, Trippier, Ake um, Didn't Didn't play today, but I didn't really want to move those out yet because their games are coming up quite quite fast So I'll probably stick with those guys um, Then I've got Piqueta who will play tomorrow Perisic, I was really disappointed at uh, Perisic and Hoiberg. to be honest yesterday um, I thought they might deliver but I'll probably be looking to move them on really um, and then obviously Messi Mbappe and Gakpo didn't play. So not many players playing today but um those two late transfers for me bringing in Alba and Simon definitely paid off. Uh big guide I didn't go for a um a Belgian defender, but I just didn't want to use too many too many transfers. So it probably did help me in the um hurt me sorry in the overall rankings and in the mini leagues but I was fairly happy with how the day went. And then tomorrow, so transfers that I'll be looking to make, I'm probably going to move Mbappe to Neymar with the intention of bringing um, Mbappe back in. Um, And then potentially I might look to bring in a, a Brazil defender, like I said, so maybe one of the wing backs when I find out who's starting. And I think... I know he returned really well with the twelve points. I think it will be uh, probably Alba that I take out. Just like I said, Trippier, Ake, and Shaw are likely to play before Alba, so I'll probably just keep them in. So that's everything for this episode. Thank you for watching. If you want to get kept more up to date with our World Cup Sun Dream Team content, please do like and subscribe to the channel below. And if you're listening to on Spotify as well, please do give us a follow on there. Cheers, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.